We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I, it's weird. You know, you've accused me of flip-flopping on Jedrick Wills. I just, I would simply say back to you, no, I think I've just seen Jedrick maybe start to mail it in. I'm starting to feel that way about Kevin Stefanski. And this morning, I thought it was really interesting. The guys in the morning asked Zach Jackson of The Athletic about whether the Browns are are wasting uh, yet another year of Nick Chubb. Here's what he had to say. I would wait on that one, and I just I just think the world of Nick Chubb. But you're right, Anthony, it's kind of been pushed down the list. But there are two major questions on the offensive line this year, at least, and that's outside of the starting center. One, do you pick up the fifth-year option on Jed Wills, which is fully guaranteed for the following year? And two, do you bring Jack Conklin back? You know, how ready is James Hudson? There is nobody else in the pipeline as any kind of developmental emergency option. I mean, they have some guys on the practice squad, but they'd be up, trust me, if they could play. So, um, yeah, this is this is a big question. It's Jack Conklin was really good in 2020, and the offensive line was elite. He has not been, and the, and the offensive line has not been since then. And I think especially over the last few weeks, and I know they're down to their fourth center. I know Teller's not 100%. But this is not the offensive line that they hoped it would be. So can it be good enough? Is there a transition period? Yes. Again, you're, 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 we're evaluating all of this in kind of an unprecedented situation. And for the Browns as a whole, it's not barren. It's not completely bleak. We know that. We've seen that. We've lived that. Right? But there are enough in front of you questions and down the road questions. And then you watch the little things they do to self-destruct. And you wonder if they're even close to being a contender because the answer right now is clearly that they're not. So that's Zach Jackson talking about if the clock is ticking on the best of Nick Chubb. And I think he's right. Xavier P's been on this for a while on Twitter about the Browns offensive line, who I thought played really, really well at points early in the season, even when Jedrick Wills was clearly taking off plays or quitting early on plays early in the season. Um, they're not playing well, and, and I think you can tell it. I think the only guy playing really well right now actually is Joel Batonio. Uh, he's moving the way he should. Wyatt Teller is not moving the way we're used to. That's a big athletic guard, um, quick as a cat. He doesn't look like that right now, and I'll give Wyatt the pass. Wyatt's playing through being banged up. Um, I'll even give Yelda Froholt kind of a pass at center because that's not his natural position. He's the fourth string center. And I think he's I, – I actually think he's doing okay. I, I, I think he's doing average, which is as much as you can expect out of him. Right. To me, the biggest disappointment on this offensive line is the tackle position. Jack Conklin, I, there are injuries there. We might just be seeing a guy who's on his last legs. 
um, and they respect him too much to bench him, which I get. That, to me, being loyal to a veteran who's playing hard through injuries near the end of his career, I totally get it if they just don't want to bench him for James Hudson because they respect Jack Conklin. But Jedrick Wills is a problem, and, and what sucks is early in the season when people were like, oh, are we wasting a year of Nick Chubb? I'm not wasting a damn thing. Watching the guy run is amazing. Right now, the Browns are wasting Nick Chubb in front of a, a bad offensive line, and yeah. that's where we are. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Chubb here in the next, you know, next few games, going into next offseason. I, I just, I'm with you. I feel like we are wasting him. Mm -hmm. And now the offensive line, it seems like it's getting worse. And part of it is injury, obviously, but... The, the old line has been the strength, right, of this team for a long time. And now, all of a sudden, we're having to to look at this and, and question how good is this offensive line? Is, is like, are, are the best days behind Nick Chubb? No, I don't think we're because there. Because of the line. I, I don't think we're there. And, and listen, I think, I mean, I think you could, I think there are subtle changes you can make on the offensive line. And listen, I think Wyatt Teller getting healthy for next year is going to make whoever's at right tackle better. As if you bring back Posick, and I, I think Posick is a above average but not incredible starting center. He worries me because I don't know he's physical enough. I think that's kind of why he got bounced out of Seattle, and that scares me a little mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. because I think the Browns' offensive line is best under Bill Callahan when they got guys who are bleep kickers. I think J.C. Treader was a bleep kicker. I don't know that's Ethan Posick, but but I, I also don't think he's like a wuss. I just don't know he's as physical as you would want your guy to be, uh, certainly next to Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller. I do think some of the problems, though, would be solved just by that because I think right now, I don't think, I don't think centers and guards have ever been as important as they are now. I, I think it's almost worth it to have two elite guards and a above-average center over two elite tackles in today's day NFL. With it, with it. Yeah, it's interesting. I do think center is one of the most important positions in football. Um, not just because that guy has to touch the football every single snap, but he has to get the guys lined up. He's got to call out protections. He's got to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, and having a really good center, I think we've we've taken it for granted. I think we have too. Because uh, we went from Alex Mack, and I know yeah. there was a, a gap there, and one Treader, year gap. I mean, but we went from Alex Mack to to JC Treader, and even before that, they had Hank Fraley for a year or two at the end of his career, and Hank was still really good. And they got him in like training camp for like a six round pick when LaCharles Bentley went down. Right. So like we've had a lot of Dave Willaball was the first center on on this team back in '99. So like, oh Sean O'Hara was pretty darn good before he left to be the Giants. Uh, Starting center, I, I'm, I don't really want to mention Jeff Fain, but he was also there. Uh, but yeah, I think we're getting to a point where Nick Chubb is going to be uh, 27 coming up in late December, right? He's got – the best thing we can say about him is he's only got like 1,100 touches on his body in his career. The Browns have done a good job. I think the max in his career was 300 touches in one year. He's never really gotten close to that again. So that's the only thing that's kind of holding me back from panicking here. But I like I think you saw the contact that Nick Chubb got yesterday. I think we're seeing harsher contact because he's being met 
before he even gets to the line. Well, you watch the penetration of that Bengals defensive line yesterday. You're right. I mean, he he was getting hit in the backfield. How many times? Countless times. Yeah. I mean, his. I mean, he only averaged two point four yards a carry yesterday. Yep. And then I I actually think that's where the East West running thing. I think once he got popped a couple times, I think he was trying to make things happen. I think maybe he wasn't as patient, and that's my concern. Like, you've got this fine-tooled machine. What does Nick Chubb have left in the hopper? Two years, maybe three years at this level, right? It. I don't know. I just I feel like we're watching Joe Thomas again, and it really bugs me. It bugs me that Joe Thomas wasn't wasn't given the winning seasons that he deserved. It bugs me that Nick Chubb has not gotten that. And it's because of an organization that has constantly chased its tail, that has constantly made foolish decision after foolish decision. And it'll just be a real disgrace. I think Miles, listen, I think Miles is you know 26 years old, 27 years old. Miles is probably going to play as long as he wants to. That could be 35, 30, you know, 35, 36 years old. And he probably could still be at the level. Look at Von Miller, another athletic freak who up until the injury this year, still playing at a ridiculous level. I think Miles can do that. I'm not as concerned about Miles. But Nick Chubb, if this dude goes, if this, if this dude ends up being out of the NFL in three years, Three more really good years, and then he's out. I mean, how many running backs are great when they're thirty? Yep, and I and I think the Browns not, not named Frank Gore. <laughs> I think the Browns have done a good job of of lessening that. You know, like I, I think they've done a good job of not making sure that he's taking all these ridiculous hits, four hundred touches a year. He's also a pretty physical running back. He's not quite Jamal Lewis. That's more Kareem. Kareem is just I'm, oh, you're there and you're in front of me, so I'm going to run through you. Nick Chubb is just, I'm going to be really, not slight, but I'm going to just kind of be sly and get around you. Like, but yeah, it's time to start worrying about if the Browns are wasting the back end of Nick Chubb's career. And it starts with that offensive line. Well, and and now that you've got Deshaun Watson here and you know you're going to be throwing the football a lot more, does Nick Chubb have the same value to this this organization as he did when you had a Baker Mayfield or, or a Jacoby Brissett, a quarterback? Well, so he does if you're smart about it. Like the thing that frustrated me, and I, I kind of telegraphed this on Friday. I said, with DJ Reader coming back, if you're going to go out there with a banged up offensive line and you're going to go use the same run fits that you've had since the last time you played, you're not going to have success. So what you need to do is you need to get Deshaun involved, you need to make sure that Chubb and Hunt are in on packages together, and you need to abuse that defense and get the defense going whichever way you wanted to by getting all three guys on the field at the same time and being creative out of that package. And they didn't do it. They basically said, well, we're just going to keep running Nick Chubb. And then the second that they bottled up Nick Chubb, it was the same thing Stefanski has done for as long as he's had Nick Chubb. (laughs) Well, yes, it's time to pass the ball. Okay, well, just go ahead and give away. And I'm, I'm not saying, oh, run Nick Chubb more. He didn't. He wasn't great yesterday. But it's the point of then find other ways to run and get momentum there because that'll open up more opportunities down the field instead of Cincinnati just laying back with eight guys, seven guys, eight guys in coverage and making Deshaun Watson or, or preying upon Deshaun's lack of decisiveness in that game. 
feels like you end up screwing both Deshaun and Nick Chubb in that scenario. There is a part of me that like, all right, the defense gave you a chance to win. They did. You just couldn't capitalize on it. And by the second half, if you give Joe Burrow and the, Jamar Chase. The defense held their own until the wheels fell off. Until like, what, halfway through the third quarter? Yeah, the flea flicker did it. Yeah. And so like the defense gave you a chance to win. This is the. Yeah. This, I mean, honestly, the defense gave you a chance to win until the end of the first half. Yeah, I like that because they did. I mean, those, that, those last two. I mean, the 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 chase touchdown and the P Ryan touchdown. Yep. Oh, if they the just P Ryan touchdown. If you just get that one, still pisses me off. That you you showed me the Jadavian Clowney thing. He just quits. Like, well, he just, uh, and he, he had a decent game. Does he assume that P Ryan is down? Is he just I, not looking? Like he, did you close your eyes? He could have. He's right in front of him. you. He could have. He could have grabbed him. him. And yes, done a suplex. Could have gone full Kurt Hennig. Could have done it right there. Yes. Oh, I, so I just threw this question out. And Nick Wilson says, "How many years does Nick Chubb have left at this level?" Because I think three is probably the high end. Um, and and a lot of that is just on running backs in general. Like how many running backs can you say at 30 years of age are still as good as as they were early in their career? Like Adrian Peterson's one of the few guys that you know, you mentioned Frank Gore. Those two guys are anomalies. Like I don't know how much longer Derrick Henry has at the level he's been at. And I still don't think he's been as dominating this year after that injury last year as he was three years ago where they basically rode him into – or no, that was four years ago. When they when they rode him into the AFC title game, the next year they came back and had the number one seed. Like, I, I kind of think Derek's probably at the back end of that as well. And none of this is it, – it, it's not, oh, the sky is falling. But I'll be pissed. I'll be really disappointed. And I know that doesn't mean anything to them because they're billionaires and because they have all this money. And listen, we're going to show up no matter – whether they waste Nick Chubb's prime or not. But I just, there was a time where the Browns had like one good player, and that was Joe Thomas. And that's not fair because they had Alex Mack and they had Mitchell Schwartz and they had Joel. They had some, but like they're easily their best player was Joe Thomas. And I watched that guy never have a winning season after his rookie year. And he played his ass off. He played his heart out, played through injuries. Might have taken a couple years off of his lifespan for this organization, and they never gave him anything other than money. And I just, I it it makes me sick. Like Miles, we can haggle over Miles. I think he's an elite player who's a little quirky. There's nothing to be said about Nick Chubb other than that dude is a badass, and he deserves to 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 have a couple years beyond just the year that he did in the playoffs. You know, 2020. He deserves to have some time where people outside of Cleveland watch him in the playoffs because that's how you get from, oh, that guy was really good to being like, oh, that guy's an all-time great. And right now, I, I, don't, I don't feel like enough people, I mean, fantasy football players know who Nick Chubb is, but they know him theoretically. They don't know him the they, way. They, they don't watch him. Yes. They don't see him. in. I mean, the Browns play a couple of primetime games a year, but it's not like this guy's playing in the playoffs, like you said, in meaningful games. I, I don't I don't want Nick Chubb to, to end up being like a Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. And and you now know? Barry was different because Barry retired yeah. early yeah. rather than deal with the, the Lions. 
I, I pray to God that doesn't happen. Oh, I'd be so mad. I don't know that I would ever forgive the Browns for that. I, I've often wondered whether that happened with Joe, and Joe's just too classy to say it. You ever had that thought? Like, if, you, if the Browns were winning, would Joe have retired after 2017? No. I don't think so. But he's too damn classy to say it. 216-578-0092. Let's get to some calls here. Try not to go down the... I, I, I'm, I'm actually not as disheartened about that loss. It was a Stefanski loss to me. But we're starting to go down a rabbit hole here. Marcus, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, what's going on? Uh, as far as Nick Chubb goes, um, I think he's still got a lot of gas left in the tank. They haven't overused him. Uh, and they could trade him tomorrow for a second-round pick, and believe me, they, they've probably already thought about that. But, you know, you, you're talking about a Stefanski takes the blame for the loss. I guess you could you could blame him, uh, but to me, he gets a pass for everything because I think he's a head coach in name only. I think this, this team is like a, a committee of people that are coaching the team. I'm just not buying that Stefanski has the control that a head coach needs. or Maybe he didn't want it. I don't know, but I, I just what makes I don't you say that, it. Marcus? Well, well, I'll give you an example. Like they went eleven and five, right? His first year, and they made the playoffs, and they won a playoff game. And then last year, you had the Beckham and the Mayfield fiasco, and he, he couldn't he couldn't pull these guys in a room, and he couldn't sit these guys down and talk to them. I, I guarantee you, one thing, he couldn't stand either one of them. But he had no real say in what happened in that fiasco that happened last year he was almost like powerless to do anything about it and this year it, it just seems kind of the same and uh, you know I know he's loyal to his assistants but I just think this deep Podesta and Barry and Jimmy and Haslam and all these guys are always looking down his neck I don't think he has enough control that he needs and you know and the Browns they got some talent but they're not trending in the right direction, and to me, the guy you need to whack. If you want, if you're going to get rid of, if you're going to get rid of Stefanski, you want to bring in old quote uh, Sean Payton or whatever. You, you, there's no real hardcore coach that's going to deal with Paul De Podesta. Okay, he's toast. They, yeah, I, nobody I, wants know, to deal with this. Like, guy. here's the only thing, and Marcus, we we appreciate the call. Um, I I think it's fair to wonder whether Kevin Stefanski has as much power as guys like Andy Reid in Kansas City, certainly what Sean Payton had in New Orleans where everything kind of rolled up to him. I think that's 100% fair. Um, then his number one thing to do is is to keep that locker room in check and, and, and keep discipline going, and he's not doing it. That's not Paul DePodesta's fault. Uh, even if Andrew Barry is out here uh, just making sure that all of his draft picks have a spot not moving on from guys – while that makes Kevin Stefanski's job tougher, you're the head coach. It's your roster. It's your locker room. That's your job as a disciplinarian. Or sorry, not as a discipline, but as the face. He's, he's not a disciplinarian. Well, but as think. the face of a franchise, it's your job to figure it out. Yeah. So I can't give him the pass. I think it's fair to say I don't know how much power he has. I think that's real fair. I don't know too many people in the NFL really respect the Browns' uh, setup. I think it probably would hurt their – uh, chances to get the right guy at the end of the season if they did fire Kevin Stefanski. But Kevin Stefanski has been loyal to a fault to assistant coaches who've not gotten their job done. And he's allowed this team to go out there consistently and played unfocused, uh, at times lethargic, 
and at times complete lack of any level of discipline. That's the head coach's job. And he hasn't done it here. Yep. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.